0: Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace Show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan.
1: We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you.
0: We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now.
1: Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan
0: with Sean Bowles. Sean, who do we have on today? You know, we have a friend of mine who actually is creating a show, and it's already on podcast form, about exorcism. And it's actually from a Catholic church point of view. It's an agnostic, a Protestant, and a Catholic making a podcast together. And it's already hit number one, Bob, on Spotify worldwide. And it's hit number one and two in the Christian categories as well but I mean, number one in all categories when it first launched, which is just wow. incredible. It shows you the hunger of a million people listening. And we're going to talk to him, though, about his business. He has an advertisement business called uh, Assembly of 72. We're going to be talking to Ryan about this podcast, The Exorcism Files. But he's also interviewed through his own podcast, not The Exorcism Files, but another one he does. Tons of people who are Oscar nominees and Grammy winners and and about their journey in life. And he's just a fascinating person. I think you as our audience are gonna love Ryan Bethay. Up next. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment, to upgrade everything we're doing, to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower, maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well. I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our they're a team. They're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership, and you will become a partner.
1: Well, welcome back. We're
2: here with Ryan Bethay. Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. This is, uh, this is like the most fun thing I've gotten to do today, and it's already 930.
0: <laughs> well, I'm excited that you're on. You you've obviously were just recently featured on our uh, My Shambles news commentary show. And we talked to you and your priest friend, which is amazing because you guys have that amazing podcast, The Exorcist Files, which I've been binging and listening to. I think I'm through four of them right now just going, wow, this is, it's just so fun. It's like being on a ride, but also you learn so much and oh, it's story based, which is so great. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I want to get right into it because I've known you for many years and you're a serial entrepreneur and a creative, and you've done things that not many people in our friendship circle have accomplished. And you've also lent your strength and served so many of your friend community to help them to become greater, which is just so phenomenal in the LA, kind of Southern California based area. Kind of talk to us about you, your journey, like where did it start in business? Because as long as I've known you, you've always had businesses you've been involved with, you're in a long-term one now that you've started. Talk to us about your life right now. What does it look like?
2: Ah, Well, life is very strange. I actually, uh, I had a friend text me a picture the other day from a presentation in Dallas where a buddy of mine had taken a, a photo of me just for some stock photo and used it. And my friend said, Hey dude, you're on the wall. And two people raised their hand and said, is that the demon guy? So I'm like, that's a that's a snapshot, apparently into my my life right now. But uh, no, you know, I've been really blessed to have a very unorthodox career path. And uh, something, you know, that I've really thought about as I've, you know, crossed that threshold into the mid late 30s is just thinking back on, you know, what would what would I tell young Ryan, and if I look back, and I trace the career, and the yeah. coolest thing is, is that, you just never know. I always admired doctors, dentists, you know, lawyer people who had the plan, like, I'm going to go to law school, I'm going to get the degree and do that. And I had the most unpredictable career start, you know, and, and where I look back now, um, as much as I am a big independent, self reliant, you know, do your own thing, I look back and some of the biggest wins, uh, the, the biggest win I have right now, uh, was I joke, despite my best efforts has been a huge success. And, uh, wow. and so, I, I love, I really do want to tell, it's something I've been thinking a lot about. I want to tell my you know, younger self, like, hey, if you just like, just hold on, right, just put, put your, get your life in the right priorities first and just watch and see uh, what God's going to do. Because if you had asked me 12 years ago or just come to me and said, by the way, I know it's a little frustrating. You don't like the sales gigs you're doing right now and you see them all over the place. But in about 13 years, you're going to have a show approaching, uh, you know, roughly a million listeners uh, that uh, you know is featuring case files from *Elite Exorcist*, uh, exorcist of the Vatican. I would have said, uh, right. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, So life's life's crazy right now. It's very busy, but very blessed. You know, Ryan, I think it's interesting. We are
1: we put our plans together. We do the best we can, and then we yield ourselves to God, and and He surprises us all the time with the direction He's taking us. And I can hear that in your voice that. You thought one way and, and, and God's led and directed you through God moments another way. How do you remain flexible uh, with all the things, your business and then all these other projects that you have in yielding to God to figure out like which, which direction am I going?
2: Yeah, so I'm getting better at it uh, as I get older. I am learning to try and quiet the voice and really... Uh, really try and submit and align. My, my biggest prayer right now daily is that my heart would be aligned with what uh, God would like to partner with me on. Uh, and it's it's a big posture shift. Because you know, when you're first starting off and went to USC, graduated all the ambition in the world, you know, plans on becoming the next Musk and Bill Gates combined, and a pastor. And, <laughs> so, and, <laughs> and you realize quickly that, oh, like life throws you some different curveballs, etc. And so, I am trying to actively uh, lay that down and just rest and, and say, hey, like, what is what am I supposed to do? Because, and a lot of this came through. I was really blessed when I graduated to get involved in a small group and a pastor led us to this exercise of creating a mission statement. Right. Um, and, um, and you'd go through, it's almost like a doctoral dissertation and you think through and you carve out and you present it to your group and you say, okay, this is what to the best of my faculties, I think this is what I am about. And the question is, who am I? What am I? Uh, what am I made to do? And what am I going to do about it? And when we developed those statements, it became this rubric to say, okay, because you're going to have no shortage of cool opportunities, they're going to come your way. And, you know, Jesus said no to a lot of good things, ostensibly he didn't heal every single person uh, on the planet at that time, you know, he only got, he did life with a small select few versus everybody. And, uh, and so I've tried to take that with me and get better about saying no. And I have found that, the older I get, uh, the more I say no to some good things, the more the right things uh, open up. And that's been really, uh, really cool. So I take that framework. And I try everything that comes my way, I run it through my mission statement and say, Is that what I'm about? And it's tough, because sometimes there's some things that financially go, Wow, I really want that. But that's, that's not what I'm about. So I can't, I can't do that.
0: Well, I remember when you kind of crossed over and you started to interview people yourself, because you were a behind the scenes guy for a lot of your friends, because you're friends with a pretty prolific group of people and, um, you have long-term committed, like loyal friendships. I've always admired that about you. And, um, and you kind of went from behind the scenes of really supporting a lot of people and helping people to interviewing some of the greatest people in generation, really like through your podcast that you started. And, and that like, I, I saw you evolve. And at the same time you were doing your marketing agency, which became a thing. Like it became like, uh, yeah, I remember when you were first doing it, you were just doing it to help another company and that became like you kept getting contracts and it became a thing. And so, watching you to go from that, and you were, you know, dreaming about some TV shows to produce and some things that were happening. And now you're in the middle of like all these mega projects, these major projects. Um, you know, in that in that time of trying to figure it out, when there were so many opportunities, like you just talked about, you had to learn what to say yes to. A lot of what you were saying yes to, you know, it's it's not they don't immediately happen or bear fruit. They don't immediately like come to fruition. Talk to us about the journey of like doing multiple things at the same time and the grace of like pushing into the grace of God on things when it's time and knowing that it's okay to let things go when it's not time, because there are some things that you've told me about maybe four or five years ago, this is what I'm doing right now. And those aren't what you're doing right now, but what you're doing right now is better for you right now. But I could still see those things coming back around. So like talk about the, maybe the orbiting of God for, for opportunities.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now I, uh, so one, I my, one of my favorite verses in scripture is Proverbs sixteen nine, and it's uh, a man's heart chooses the way, but the Lord directs his steps. Yes. Uh, and that interplay was so fascinating for me because uh, you're right. Like I would go back and I would grab my younger self by the shoulders and just stress go and go, Ryan, like get good at one thing. Don't be the person all over the place. Don't stretch yourself too thin. I think when you're young, you know, and, and again, I'm obviously still young, but like in your early 20s, you just you have all the time in the world. You have all the you're free from responsibility, and you just have all this limitless energy, uh, and you don't realize how finite and how precious life is, and how you have relatively little time to dedicate to things that matter. And now, part of that's a learning process and trying a bunch of things. But I do I do admonish a lot of the younger folks that uh, I mentor just really do get good at one thing, few people are willing to get good at one thing, because the the opportunities, there's another verse, right, that uh, show me a person skilled in their craft. And I'll show you one who sits before kings, like it is so yeah. when you get good at your craft, and the word spread, especially in today's connected day and age, you know, when you have a good contractor, a good artisan, a good creator, a good writer, the word gets out, people are yeah. looking and hungry for excellence. And that reputation gets out. So I w- that's, that's a regret I have, honestly, I, I did too much but God's mercy. And that's, the, and there's a beautiful, I actually, uh, John Tyson, pastor Tyson, uh, I asked him this on a show and Tom said, can you waste your life? And he goes, absolutely. And I went, wow. Oh, okay. And he's like, but that's not the question. Is that beautiful Australian accent? And he's like, that's not the question, man. The question is, can God redeem you off in inexplicable ways? And I'm like, Oh, and he's like, yes. Can God turn the clock back? Can God make up for the, you know, the lack of focus? And absolutely. And as a great example to that, um, and I want to encourage anyone who's thinking about starting a business, et cetera. Like the myth is that you can forecast all this. And I had a person, and I am, I'm fairly conservative when it comes to the idea of prophecy, et cetera. I've, um, you know, I have not had it be particularly accurate with me in the course of things. And I, I feel I hear murkily sometimes, but I'm open to it. And I had someone actually give me a word and just unsolicited say, "Hey, your show will be successful, but not in the way you think." And I went. Well, shows are typically successful by downloads and views. So is this like something that'll be successful to my mom, you know, and go in the fridge? And, you know, when we started this agency, we started by circumstance, like we went out and filmed a commercial for a sponsor. It's kind of like a thank you and more of a joke. Like, let's just have some fun behind the camera. And it turned into, hey, can you do another one? Can you do another one? And then other people said, can you do this for us? And within a year, and we are blessed, we had three commercials go national in our first year of business. And I look back and yes, we showed up. We did great work. We were excellent. We were faithful with what we had. But I look at the opportunities that opened up and it was so cool because that January, I had no idea within 30 days that this thing was gonna you know, explode for us. Uh, and yeah. it's just cool because you just never know. And if you're just faithful and focus on what you have right now. And the same thing with the, the Exorcist Files. That came uh, completely. I literally had a friend say, I feel like you should meet this person. And I'd shopped this show all over town. Um, and as a TV show, it just wasn't landing yet. It was also during COVID. So there's a lot of question marks and speculation yeah. about budgets. And I had a friend say, Hey, I want you to meet this person. Um, and I connected with them. And they said, I think you should meet uh, iHeartRadio, who is our, our partner with it now. And two days later, we had a deal. And I mean, I would have never. That's, compared to the year of meetings and pitching and production right. meetings. And then, you know, so again, I can't prove it's God, but Hey, if he's involved, I sure like it goes a lot faster with God, uh, as my agent than my actual agent, even though I love my actual agent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I Ryan, love you. <laughs> I, no, Ryan, I think it's interesting. I'm, I'm a big forecaster and strategic planner, but tempered with that is the reliance on God's plan and every time i look back on my forecasts and plans uh the same thing happens what you said i got to where i was going but in a different way than i had written down and it, it it it's funny every single time to look back at it we look at these things as a blueprint and we do the work to forecast because i believe that you know where you focus the lord will take you and it's so cool hearing you say that 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 you've gotten words and, and you've had some, some sense of planning, but God's taken you in spite of yourself and in a direction that has been successful. How would you, how would you talk to our listeners and viewers about how to rest in God in the midst of the upheaval and the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and business and, and, and on your, on your other projects?
2: Mm. So it's a great question. And uh, so Part of my story is when I first graduated in 2008, great time to graduate, right? Uh, <laughs> the markets are collapsing. I was up for a business <laughs> development job uh, at a private equity fund. And I'm sitting in the office and I'm looking up at the stock ticker and it's going the wrong direction. I'm going, this job's not going to exist. Like I'm, I'm done, right? And it took eight months. And I would, and frustratingly, I would interview and I would get four. Um, and this is actually funny because this plays out the same way with the Exorcist files. I'd get four interviews in. I mean, I had one company say... Like, not officially, but we're going to give you this job, right? I was basically like, call the moving truck. I'm ready to go, etc. And I remember um, I had uh, a, a person that was up for the last job. I was up said, "Hey, I'm so sorry, but there's something telling me that I'm not supposed to like hire you. I just don't think you're a fit for this company. You seem qualified, So, but there's there's just something in there." And I just go with my gut. And I went, "That seems hardly scientific. Maybe violating California law. I'm just like employment <laughs> law. Like, what is that?" And I went home and I was so frustrated and I was so upset. And I was like, I'll never find it. Just crazy. I mean, I went to USC, which is not the least expensive institution. And I went, what is going on here? And then I remember I was actually reading a, a biography by Ronald Reagan uh, or his biography. And there's a part at the end where he's got his feet up on the desk in the Oval Office, just relaxing on a Sunday afternoon. And he said, and he was just musing. And he said, you know, if I had gotten what I wanted, I would have been manager of a sporting goods store. Right. And I would have married my high school girlfriend and I would never be sitting in the White House today. Thank God I didn't get what I wanted. And wow. the words like jumped off the page wow. at me and it humbled me and I said, "You know, all right, if God is real, if this whole thing is true." And again, I say if because I'm not, yeah, you know, I'm like, "Look, sure, could we be living in a simulation? Sure. I don't think we are. But like if God is who he says he is, then and he loves me and there's a plan for me, then it's possible. That he's protecting me, that these setbacks are actually, um, these what seem like limitations are actually uh, chains being broken and actually are freedom for me. And so I said, Lord, I'm sorry. And whatever you want, I got it. Um, an hour later, I got a phone call from an old mentor of mine said, Come down the office. Um, what are you doing? I was like, I'm unemployed. I mean, I'm 21. I was like, I got nothing going on. So I threw on a suit, go down there. We go to lunch, and he goes, Maybe we could do an internship for you something. I got the startup we're working on. And I'm like, dude, I'll do anything. And uh, And then, he, uh, I was talking to him in his office and then he got up to leave and the CMO comes over and says, Hey, uh, can I talk to you for a minute, kid? And he goes, walls are pretty thin. I heard you say a few things in there about just surrendering to God, et cetera. And he goes, I got this thing that tells me I'm supposed to hire you right now. How about working here? And I went, yeah. He's like, what do you want? And I was like, minimum wage. And he's like, how about 60 grand? And I went, that's better. Uh, and so (laughs) that was my first negotiation. I was terrible. Um, and, uh, and I was like for an entry level, that was you know amazing. And, So since then, that was sort of what punctuated. And obviously, Sean, as you know, that story about Reagan speaking, you know, through that book to me and uh, being involved in that project later on comes full circle. But that has happened at multiple points. And so uh, to question about the anxiety, et cetera, is that I really try to consider when something doesn't happen the way I would hope so, um, I am hoping and leaning on the fact that it may just be God knows what I can handle. And doing this exercise file show has been one of the most difficult things I've done from a mental, psychological, and, and, you know, and spiritual and even creative exercise. And I think, man, I wanted a big TV show, but you know, when you start reading, cause yeah, you know, we get a lot of great reviews. We also get some negative ones and I go, you're warm. It's good. I'm so thankful. God warmed me up on a podcast instead of on a national, he knows what like yeah. I can handle. And so I am grateful, and I tell folks, hey, if you have anxiety about this, just just know that it may be not now. I know, and I may have yeah. something better for you, and I really, really believe that. That's good.
0: Well, it's it's interesting too because you went after um, right before COVID. You were thinking about doing inst- before the Exorcist files, if I recall right, it was about miracles. You were going to actually yeah. document miracles even with the Vatican, and then it turned into you're actually going after. Exorcism and deliverance. Oh, can I tell
2: you a quick story about that, Sean? I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt you, but that is yeah. a crazy example. So, I was doing a show on because um, the 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 Catholic Church has this really cool process of for canonizing saints and and actually investigating miracles. Um, and it's very rigorous and it's awesome. And you know they throw out most cases. And we were blessed to get connected. Uh, with the man who kind of led those causes and research for those miracles, so in in researching for that show, we discovered there's a lot of red tape about getting medical records and investigating that and uh while they and it was crazy that they agreed to like work with me and partner with me on some stuff, but it was not i, I that show it became unfeasible that we could do that show with that uh with how difficult it was going to be to get records et cetera and so i was I went through this trip and I was so uh bummed and then I remember that same thing, God, all right, no means something better. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on that. And I prayed about it. And an hour later, I got a phone call uh, from the Monsignor who worked there and said, hey, um, I know you're also interested in spiritual warfare, etc. I've got another uh, angle I want you to, um, I want to explore with you. And th- those conversations led to them recommending me to Father Carlos Martin's Uh, to begin process and recommending us to do the exorcist files, which is unprecedented access and, you know, a a wonderful uh, situation. But again, I remember sitting in my room saying, dang it, no miracle show right now. Uh, And then I got, you got something better. And then literally it was. um, I uh,
0: I would define one of the reasons why it's better is it's some of the statistics that I had brought up on the, uh, the show when we interviewed you with Father Martin's on the Sean Bull show, which was, Uh, You know, we had an increase of over 700% of people after COVID asking for deliverance in the Protestant church, and there was a 97% increase in the Catholic church. And so people were wanting, because they can feel spiritual warfare, they don't just feel normal trauma from what's happening, they're also feeling a spiritual dynamic, and they're looking for language of, does God deliver? And is the spiritual realm real? And it was what I'm feeling, not just depression, maybe, but actually demonized, energetic, you know, energized depression that I can't get rid of without the help spiritually from God. And this is what Jesus died for. So he can set us free. And so I think it's really beautiful. And so we become sons and daughters of God. I think it's really beautiful that you as a Protestant um, partner, your faith to a Catholic who's seeing real deliverance, but you were telling us before the show that as you've gone through this, though, you have to actually look at these cases because you're producing it and you actually have to read some of the darkest facts, like stuff that I wouldn't want to read necessarily. And so how are you handling that as far as like, here you have, that's that's a pretty dramatic thing to have to look at someone's need for deliverance and the demonic stuff that's happening in their lives. And then you have to figure out how to translate that into a podcast at this point, which will probably become a show at some point. Uh, and so how, how tell us about that process because that's a big learning curve.
2: It is. I, you know, and a lot of people said, hey, you're going to experience spiritual warfare. I actually had a, a, a pastor friend say, aren't you scared about the spiritual warfare? And I'm like, well, that's not a reason not to do something. Uh, it's, you know, if it, if because if it's true, it, you know, again, you can, if whether you treat this as a, a secular, you know, just fascinating thought exercise or whether you treat it as real. And I do, I try to approach this from a very skeptical, you know, I'm not looking for demons every corner. I I want to be as journalistically open as possible. But the reality is whether you attribute these cases to spiritual warfare or severe mental illness, it's still a very heavy subject. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are dealing with, terrible, terrible problems in their lives. And it's it's horrible. So whether you believe it or not, these people are suffering. And just engaging with suffering on a daily basis uh, is really, uh, it's tough. And, and sure, it's, you know, there's, there's fun, creative challenges. But, you know, for example, like, when we have to author uh, the demon scenes back when we were writing it, I mean, it's a terrible thought exercise, because you have to you want to make this as realistic as possible. And as to be creative, right? That's and you're coming up with new ways for demons in writing to say terrible things. It's a really bad brainstorming session and sure. I think that that which is weighs on my mind um and so i don't you know i have to i have to i have learned I've had to be much more um, rigorous about defending life rhythms and taking Sabbath and resting because uh, one, it's very easy to get caught up on a 24 seven cycle of reviews and feedback and marketing opportunities, but also just this stuff takes a toll. It's like Frodo carrying the ring. And, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, other than it's a heaviness, like a lot I've done creative stuff my whole life. A lot of that feels like running on asphalt. This feels like running in sand. Um, mm-hmm. and everything is heavier and darker. And, uh, and then we've had just, you know, funny mishaps along the way, peculiar things that have happened. Um, but uh, it is just, a, uh, uh, and it's funny, I've, I've heard, I've not talked to him about it, but I've heard Scott Derrickson uh, say similar things about uh, Emily Rose. Um, I've heard that there are things on that set that went on Emily Rose. And I've also heard that, and obviously a lot of very public is all the weird things that happened uh, on the filming of the film, The Exorcist. So sometimes I wonder, like, is this just a, a hornet's nest that's being you know kicked up? Um, but also... Being a showrunner, um, and this is just a podcast, this is, I, I have such respect for people who deliver quality TV shows. I have yeah. nowhere near that budget or anything. It's just I have a microphone and some talent. But, man, it is it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So shout out to my co-producer, uh, Chandler, who has just done uh, just Yeoman's work. Uh, the, you've all heard it. The audio engineering he puts through is
0: unbelievable. It's really interesting like to listen with headphones or in a car. it's a little too eerie i can't listen to it around my daughters because they would be freaked out oh yeah not suitable not suitable
2: for children i'm very uh, this is very pg-13 uh i definitely do it in uh definitely do it in daylight uh yeah on a good (laughs) on a good jog not not for listening before bed
1: i would assume ryan that to protect yourself mentally you know ephesians 6 you know girding yourself against the powers and principalities and rulers of the air is a big part of your daily routine because looking into the things that you're looking into is, um, is, is counter to, you know, what we as believers are trying to look into. And I think, I I know God protects um, and, and wants to heal and cocoon you. And I, you know, I would talk to us a little bit about your, about your mind, how the tricks that the enemy tries to play in your mind and how you battle that because I think business people, people in ministry, people who are leading things are all out there. Um, and, 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 and have spiritual warfare around them. Maybe not as pronounced as you do.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, it's interesting. I deal with, uh, I mean, the stress is a big, I find my sleep. uh, It's funny. All of us on the team have had sleep issues. Now I've had sleep issues predating this, um, uh, but uh, it's interesting. I think there's that stress weighs on you because also you're putting a, yeah. anytime you make a creative product, you subject yourself to the court of approval and it's tough. I mean, anyone can say that they're like, Oh, whatever. I made it for the right reasons and I don't care what people think, but it's, I mean, again, you, one, we all know this one negative review screams louder than a thousand positive one, you know, worse is one review than a thousand good elsewhere. Right? <laughs> uh, and uh, not scripture, by the way, that's <laughs> a, uh, but I have had to um you yeah, but thankfully we've been really have received a lot of praise for this but I've just had to just be disciplined about um starting my mornings correctly uh not diving in there was a season there where I'd wake up and just check the charts and shed their views and it was going on I was like you can't this is not sustainable and healthy you have to actually like you know build in and fortify I I forget who said it but um I heard it repeated by John Mark Comer that the morning and evenings are the most uh neuroformative times yeah. of the day where what you consume upon waking up and right before bed are the most formative for your mind. And I, uh, so I've tried to really discipline and say, okay, the first and last things that I read uh, uh, before bed or consume are not going to be news. They're not going to be sensational. They're going to be uplifting, encouraging. They're going to be, you know, whether it's good theology, whether it's praying, whatever it is that I'm I want to put those guardrails up for my mind and really take and take my, take my thoughts captive because otherwise, you know, you can catch yourself being very wired, um, in this whole thing, because you're just like, I got so much to do. And then, you know, realizing that, hey, like, I gotta, uh, I gotta let go. And one thing that's really struck me is, again, I always go back to if God is real, because I always like to present this posture of like, I don't know everything. And I don't know all that's going on. There's a lot of mysteries, you get you start studying spiritual warfare through a podcast like this. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. There will be some things that seem logical. And there'll be some things that break your box and well, that you don't like, and uh, that makes sense. Jesus taught things that you know were offensive or you know disruptive. There are things that I am learning in this that I don't like. It doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to me, and it breaks my box uh, and so I go okay uh what what does that mean And so I've had to you know rethink you know some things about how i how I do things, but it can get you um it can get you really really wired and so you just have to like just take those thoughts captive and just go out there and just say look i uh, and Really, uh, one thing that I've learned a lot, I've read a lot of Charles Kraft um, while doing this and his, uh, he's big on taking authority in your prayer life and your, um, and your mental state and just speaking yeah. out loud constantly. All right, I am like, let's just, let's go to the truth of these things, right? And if God is real, then you know what? People always ask me, aren't you scared? Like, I don't want this to be real. And I was like, no, no, no. You should want this to be real because if these evil critters are true and if these stories are true, then the other side is so infinitely more powerful then you have, and you have the best news ever, which is, you know, 90% of life's problems are caused by we're humans, we make bad decisions and other people make bad decisions and those bad decisions affect us in this broken world. So I am not looking for these things under every corner, you know, but, uh, or think, I don't assume, I I assume that a lot of this is just, you know, mental illness or, you know, just extreme coincidence. But then if it is real, like, then you do have absolute authority uh, to trample on snakes and scorpions. And that's a beautiful point also, of convergent theology for Catholics and Protestants, which is, Hey, if this is real and you have, uh, and Jesus is your Lord and savior, then you got, you can respect the presence of evil, but you don't have to fear it. Um, and just be right with God. Then you're going to trample on those snakes and scorpions and uh, don't worry about it. So I try to keep like upbeat and then joke about it. We do laugh a lot. We do make a lot of head spinning jokes. And if you listen to the podcast, you'll find there's quite a few dad jokes in there because I had to break it up. So I had to put my own little, Spin on it, as you will. <laughs> oh No, I know.
0: It so, <laughs> was a definite dad joke. Well, yeah. how can people uh, listen? I know it's on iHeart R- Radio, and also, what else do you want to bring our attention to? Because you're doing so much.
2: <laughs> it's on. So it's on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, wherever you get your podcast. You know, one of the funny things is I had a lot of people write in early on and say, uh, "What's a podcast?" Uh, it was really interesting. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting. Cause you think, po- you know, you just think podcast is ubiquitous, but there's actually a lot of folks who don't yeah. listen to podcasts. It was really interesting. Uh, so, but no, you can go to ExorcistFiles.tv. You can check it out. Uh, we just say, look, we're not, you don't have to believe everything the priest says, right? This is a, like a true crime theology hybrid. I, t- if you want to take it as entertainment you get whatever, I'm, we're not here to uh, tell you what to believe on this. Just go check it out and just decide, ask research, ask around, Um, I just like to leave people with the stat that, you know, roughly 90% of the world believes in a spiritual paradigm. So Mm -hmm. it is for us to say, oh, I just dismiss all claims of all spiritual activity. Uh, You know, that is putting us in the minority, right? It's, it's, there's a lot of people who've seen a lot of stuff. There's a lot of people probably are not of sound mind who've seen stuff, but there's, there's a lot of people who are just like have a crazy story. I mean, just this recent episodes about Ouija boards, uh, go look up just Ouija board stories in news stories, like in old articles, the history of the Ouija board. It's, you can't make this stuff up. Like the, the things that happened to the founders. (laughs) I mean, you just go, wow, that's really, really interesting. So I just say, look, make, keep an open mind, make, make up your own mind. Um, But yeah, and then you can, uh, if you want to uh, engage with us, yeah, just go to extrasfiles.tv. You can check out our company, Assembly 72, where that is a saving grace. We do a lot of um, fun comedy videos for brands. So thankful that I get to do some comedy because yeah. it doesn't really blend with uh deliverance so um really thankful to, God oh, yeah, to, me to balance, balance balance it out i'm sure there's a stand-up routine i can you know get into this at some point but for now <laughs> uh it's a serious topic and i definitely you know we're we, we recognize that it's this sh- the show is not everyone's cup of tea but if you like your tea dark ominous and ultimately inspiring <laughs> then take a drink
0: well you heard it here and i hope you guys will listen to it it's been a lot of A lot of, I will say it's fun to listen to. So even though it's not comedy fun, but it is fun to listen to. You're doing a great job, Ryan. And I hope you guys will engage with Ryan and his company. We're so grateful you were here today. And up next is Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. I'm Sean Bowles. And I'm gonna invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online, where you can attend a four-week class or an event every month. Plus our back catalog is available to you as well on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice, and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to bullsministries.com and clicking on the Academy button.
1: Welcome back to Final Thoughts with
0: Sean and Bob. Sean, that was quite the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's awesome to hear somebody who has done so many different things and he has found one of the main lanes he's supposed to be in with God and just his process. I think he's a he's a brilliant articulator of process. I think he did a great job. And it just reminded me of some of the, some of the ways I've had to choose and find, you know, my own journey in my own journey. Like I've had to choose and find with God and wait on God and these kinds of, I mean, I just, I found so many points. I could have taken notes.
1: Yeah. I thought when he talked about saying no to good things, it was, it was really interesting to me because, you know, we've talked about this in my life Uh, a number of years ago. uh, You know, Jesus impressed upon me. I do what I see the father doing. And you know, that, that needs to be the course of correction for, for my life, which, which I adopted. And I remember thinking, well, you know, I have all these schedules and meetings and, and different conflicts. How am I going to do that? But it became easy once you yield yourself and partner with Jesus to Mm -hmm. say, Lord, is this what you're doing? Is this where I should go? Are these the jobs I should take? Are these the people I should see? Are these the areas that I should put my time into? And I and I heard Ryan, you know, as he kept saying, the older I get, but I think he's 37. So yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I, I thought it was really, really wisdom for, for a person his age.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's really brilliant, too, just as far as when he talked about the Ronald Reagan moment. It was kind of a mic drop moment where, you know, looking at he would have never been in the Oval Office if he had done his own plan. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why I see Wired to Hear Behind You on the Shelf, which is the book we wrote together. And right next to your new book, Shortcuts, which I love, which is either no shortcuts or shortcuts, depending on how you look at it. But um, I'm wired to hear what we talk about, the process of God, where we want a God result in our life. It's one of the reasons why we do this podcast for all of you is that we want you to have a God result in your life. And it takes a God relationship, a relationship to Jesus to get the result that you were made for in life. And I just, I hope today as you're listening to this interview and the others that we bring, hopefully you're subscribing and following us. But if you're listening to these interviews, it's going to help you to process your own journey. And even as Bob and I are finding ourselves in Ryan's story, it's encouraging us. And again, I can take notes. Hopefully the other stories are worth a thousand sermons. If a picture is worth a thousand words, a story is worth a thousand, you know, sermons in my mind. And so I want to encourage you to keep listening to stories, listen to the power of testimony, and then ask God to speak to you and move in your life the same way. And we hope you'll join us for the next episode of Exploring the Marketplace.
1: See you next time.
0: Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace. With us, we have amazing resources for you at our website with free videos, take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear.
1: We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.